in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host and money launderer, Taylor Sokol. Today we're reviewing, can't believe I'm actually saying this, the last seven episodes of Ozark. Uh, This year, season four was the final season announced after a hiatus because of the pandemic. They released Part one and part two, about a month and a half apart, seven episodes each. Uh, So we already did our review on the first half, and now we're doing our review of the second half, the last seven episodes of Ozark to finish this show off. And you know what, Taylor? This was one of those shows where I discovered this during the pandemic. I know it had been out for a little while. I caught up right when season three came out. So I watched like one, two into three. And man, this show is just, it's intense. It is on that same uh, same genre of like a Breaking Bad where you're watching a show where we're kind of idolizing people doing bad things, uh, but maybe for the right reasons sometimes. And just to watch this intense uh, situation in the Ozarks uh, where there's a lot of danger around every corner. But catch up with our bird family and see, are they going to make it out? What's going to happen here? We have a lot going on. So before we continue on with our final seven episode review, this is your spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. If you haven't actually seen the last seven episodes, go watch it because we're going to talk about some major plot points here. But Taylor, what do you think of how they left off? Uh, we were left off with a pretty big cliffhanger uh, when it came to uh, Javi and Ruth right there at the end of the first seven episodes going into our last half. Yeah, so, you know, the Bird family is almost out. You know, they've got Javi taking over the the cartel and and as they kind of, you know, become legitimate and they're trying to get out of the Ozarks. And right when Javi ends up, you know, killing um, Darlene, uh, our lovely local uh, poppy farmer, (laughs) and uh, who was married to Wyatt, and uh, Javi had threatened quite a bit that, you know, they're coming in our turf, comes in, whacks him, and then, of course, Ruth finds out and then she finds out that it was Javi behind this. So she's going off. So we're left with this epic meltdown. And um, starting the season right off, you know, we I love we go right into it, of the aftermath of she's just literally like, she's on the road crying and she's like, okay, what's going on? And, you know, the, the Bird family is like, you know, we don't want, we need Javi alive. So we can't, we can't, you know, jeopardize this. Um, but Ruth's on a mission. And, you know, and I love this quote from um, Laura Linney's character, um, Wendy, uh, you know, do you not know that the, what people's will can help them accomplish? It doesn't matter who, if you have the drive, you can do anything. I mean, look at all these people in this film, uh, or this uh, series. It's amazing. But uh, yeah, this is, we. I didn't know what was going to happen. Like we think, you know, Ruth is signing her death warrant because she's going to go off against cartel. It's not going to end well. Yeah. And it, it just led to an intense, I, I was surprised that they right there in that episode eight, the first episode back, Ruth does get her vengeance and she does get to kill Javi at the end of that episode. And it was an interesting, like kind of stalking episode. Marty and Wendy are having meetings in Chicago and Javi is in there doing business as well and trying to figure out what's the next step for a lot of the business as obviously Omar is currently in jail. Uh, You know, obviously that was due to the um, events in the first half, 
uh, where our CIA agent, uh, our lovely, who kind of went up against the whole plan, uh, got him arrested. And it did set the ground of like, well, crap. Now, if Javi's out of the picture, what's the next step? Because you can't really run a cartel fully without a cartel from the, leader <laughs> without a cartel leader. Uh, which led to a very dangerous. I like that this show took this to the place where Omar is like, Marty, you gotta go to Mexico for me. And like he had to go to Mexico and he's like, I need you to go. And we have to, you have to kind of make it look like the hit was done because of me. Like I put a hit out in the hobby. And this got some really intense stuff because when you know who actually killed Javi, but you have to act like someone in the cartel went against him it gets to some torture which i was like whoa that was crazy some intense stuff and and seeing marty you know the couple times he's gone down to mexico i mean the first time when he was tortured himself and then when they went there unsure what was going to happen when you know uh you know they thought they were going to get killed and they didn't and he's on the he's got to be the cartel leader almost it was really cool to see that jason bateman just play that acting you know, the shots really, of him over the little like the little sail where it looks like, you know, it looks like a, you know, a, a well down there. And he's looking at and like hearing the rock music that they would blast all the time to, to psych you out the waterboarding kind of effect. And it was it was intense. And, you know, him and him having to act in that spot for Omar. He is literally, you know, crapping his pants lying. all the time. Yeah. yeah. And he's <laughs> like, I can't, you know. And it was crazy to think that that all came from Wendy saying like, yeah, I think Marty should go down there. And so again, this, this weird, like trusting that we're all on the same page, but there's always a distrust even among the family of, are we making the right move here? And it was crazy. Just, it was uh, an intense situation. And, you know, one of the guys eventually cracks and you know just because he can't take the torture anymore and having to live with the fact that you you killed an innocent man you know maybe not innocent man because they're all in the cartel and they're selling drugs but he was innocent of the crime of putting a hit out in hobby another character that really came into play in this last uh, half was omar's sister who of course is the mother of hobby uh coming in and naturally wanted to know who killed her boy who you know and even then the the you know that felt like if javi was a wild card there was also another wild card of having the sister be there because she felt like she was ready to pounce and she was trying to weed information out and you know of course at one point in this uh you know half omar uh is attacked in jail at one point, you know, they come out in line and they go out to probably do, you know, outside time, whatever a guy comes up and tries to stab him a few times. Omar's able to get uh, him down and kill this dude, but it puts him in a coma. So he gets a little bit of hospital time. And there was some scenes in there too. Where I thought like, if he just slips the wrong information, I could see his sister being like, <laughs> choke him out or something. You know, like I was a little, I was a little, uh, a little worried what was going to happen there. Uh, I mean, uh, this whole like the whole beginning though. It it what I felt very interesting though the fact that Javi's character um, was so formidable in that wild card that for him to get killed off almost very unceremoniously, it really raised the stakes for this half. That it's like this show is like it's more to real life than other. The drama is almost like too realistic. Like there's no big epic you know showdown sometimes in the in the thick of stuff, and yeah, they're just the fact that the birds are still each episode, like 
oh, we're almost out. We're almost out. Oh, no, we have to do this. So there's so much wheeling and dealing going on that, uh, you know, you get stressed out too. Like, how can they, how can they sustain this? Like, you know. <laughs> well, like Ruth obviously wants to try to go more legit. You know, she's had her vengeance. She wants to clean her slate. Oh, yeah. And, and we get, Rachel, we get Rachel back. We get Jordana Spiro back here, um, who was Rachel owner of the blue cat lodge from the, from the first two seasons where they would do a lot of the uh, cleaning the laundry out of there. She's back in play now, uh, which was kind of fun. I think for fans of the show that her character came back and she partners up with Ruth and she's like, look, we, we have stake in the, you know, they go talk to the guy that has, you know, a lot of stake in the, the ship, you know, that they do the casino on. And even that was intense. You know that so much of the money that they got to launder came through that casino. And now Ruth's like, it's going to be mine now. I got my name cleared by the state. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's her current record is expunged. She is a free woman. She's got a motel, you know, hotel holiday in. You know, she's got it all. And now she's like becoming a legitimate force to be reckoned with. And she's like, no, I'm not. I've worked too hard to build this and you know, I just, it's not, not worth it. Crumbling down. Sorry. The birds you're out. <laughs> yeah. The, the birds are going to leave. Better fly the coop. <laughs> but another, another uh, interesting kind of overall plot going on is that we did have this uh, disgraced cop who's a private investigator. We have uh, Mel in here in this uh, show and he started piping around in the first half of season four uh, mainly looking for Ben. And that was a big plot where we're like, oh, Ben, obviously, Wendy left him to be killed. A big choice because of his mental health. You know that, you know, he was going to give away some stuff. He was going to be a threat to overall the whole situation. Uh, Nathan Davis, who is Wendy's strange father, you know, there's a lot of drama when they were kids. He would beat her and stuff. And, and the way that he knew that Ben had mental health issues so he's like, you can't really blame him, but you can blame her because she was a whore and she did all this stuff. He, him coming into town and him wanting to take away Jonah and Charlotte, wanting to get custody. He's trying to find out more about what happened with Ben. And even like some weird, creepy moments where like he talks to Ruth and he's like, you know, Ben never liked blondes. He wouldn't like whorish women like you. He was always into brunettes. Just a very, it was a character where I was like, you could see why they, they, the way that this show works for everyone has a good and dark side. He has like this good Christian vibe to him where he's but like, explain so much more development. Why, you know, Wendy was the way she was and her relationship with Ben. And it, it just, for that last, this relationship come out, it was just so great because I think with Wendy as a character, you love to hate her, hate to love her. And you realize like, wow, she is just a, Everyone's just so broken. There's all these people who are just, she's just damaged like the rest of these characters. Well, God, when she, you know, they go and do the, the court case and he does technically win and they're driving away. And then Wendy just like whacks her head on the, the window. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh God. And she was even trying to use a plot of, you know, a, a ploy of I'll, I'll put myself into a mental, I'll check myself in that I'm suicidal and all that stuff. And I want to hurt people just to get my kids back. Uh, which was an interesting thing. And and then Ruth kind of doing a favor for Marty him being like, look, this guy needs to leave. He can't have anything to do with the kids. And she comes and has a meeting with him. And, you know, for her love for Ben always is going to be there, even though it ends in such a tragedy. And it was great that we did get this one scene 
with Ben. Um, we get to see a little more of what happened when Ben was left at the diner and before he eventually, you know, dies. Uh, and man, Tom Pelfrey was so good in the season three. It's so funny character. seeing that scene too. I almost felt like, wait, did he get away? Did he get away scot free? Like, because we never saw a body. <laughs> I almost want. I almost that'd have been great if it was like, oh, he actually is alive somewhere. But no, folks, he did get yep. killed. Confirmation. But yeah, this whole season kind of culminating in how they're going to do a finale. It, it, you know, it's so tough. Ruth obviously trying to also build like a nice place around where old, you know, motorhome is. And, and I like that they had this one scene where she in the finale, she's kind of seeing all of her dead family around her and this spiritual kind of as if they're still there, even though clearly they have all passed minus her youngest uh, uh, family member who now is he's freaking so tall, you know, the show goes on so quick that he's grown quite a lot, but She's really trying to like get out and just have, you know, legit work. And she's like, I'm going to be very rich and we're going to have a pool and all this stuff. But it was, I thought that was a sweet moment to see like her dad and her uncles and, and, and Wyatt, even though, you know, she's talking to them, but they're not there. But this, this ending of, oh, we're going to transfer Omar. Oh yeah. We're going to transfer Omar. Right. Yeah. To the pearly gates. (laughs) This whole idea of we're going to, we're going to take out Omar so that his sister can take over the cartel you know, since Javi was killed, that kind of is a trade right there. And then we have this huge party benefit at the casino. And this was a very intense situation because dealing with the character that, you know, they've been helping out with the whole um, the state and everything, talking to her and she's like, oh, yeah, I was there at the meeting when Javi got killed. And it's like, oh, it's like, yeah, it was Ruth Langmore. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> no, no. Um, and this big ending sequence, Omar is killed off in the woods. He can't even defend himself. If he had that gun and he's like really trying to shoot and nothing's happening. No, oh. he knows he, you see his emotions like, Oh, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. And it was just such a great scene. Like, yep. You've, you've run your course, big guy. And um, there's all these great close calls that, you know, Ruth has been such a great, uh, escape artist, and she's so resourceful. I mean, the fact that she's out, outlasted all of her family members, with the exception uh, of one, and she's just been just continually evolving and changing and being resourceful. But this, uh, you know, this very was probably one of the toughest scenes to watch, but was very beautiful for her um, as she, uh, you know, faced up with Javi's mom is there, and she, she. But I love the fact that she's the one who's like has the gun. She doesn't. She doesn't pawn it off. She's like, I'm getting my revenge. But you know it's going to happen, but you think she's going to get out of it. But the fact that you know, Ruth is there, I know I'm done. But she goes out on her own terms. She's like, I don't have to apologize to you. Killed my, you know, killed my family. He, he, was, a, he was a psycho. <laughs> and it's so sad because of all the characters in the show that you want to get out and have a better life because of all the shit she's had to put up with. You would, it's Ruth. But uh, yeah, hard to see Ruth go. Um, but ultimately, at the end, to see... To see the birds, you know, you, 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 there was a time where I honestly thought I didn't know if all four were going to make it out, but I love this ending. This ending left it off in a way that, oh, they've always been strong together. They have each other's back. And even though Jonah and Charlotte have had this huge fallout and distrust with their parents for so long, the way it ends is like they know they have to stick together or, you know, if they fall apart, they're going to fall apart. I love that we get our pest 
Our pesky little PI coming in the end. Who remember they offered him his cop job back to get win favor of, you know, to get this whole thing situation. They're like, we have to get Mel out of there as one of our things. They gave him his opportunity of what he's been working for for so long to get back. He didn't take it. He didn't want a handout. He's like, I want to earn it myself to his downfall because the way the show ends with him breaking in to get that goat thing, he's just sitting out there. And then, you know, you're like, oh, crap, this is it. They're going to be discovered. No, Jonah having the shotgun and just like the way they all kind of smirked and looked at each other. Now, we just hear a gunshot in the blackout. More than likely, that does mean that Jonah does does kill Mel. But I love that that kind of like you kind of make your own ending with it. It's very ambiguous, very similar to a la Sopranos, where it ends where you want more. But it's like, you know. But that's the thing. There's still that thing hanging over their heads where the bird family, did they get out or did they not? Or just, but the fact that it was all a family drama that no matter what, we are going to do what it takes to get out. It was, it was a tough ending, but I really did overall enjoy it. I think it was a, a, a great ending. It's tough to know that. Is it the perfect ending? I don't know. It's so hard to say goodbye to the show and say goodbye to this world. This show has always been so gripping and like intense and you, you feel stressed out a lot when you're watching it the acting the color palette the direction you know jason bateman himself directed many of the episodes the cast the story it's just fantastic it's one that i'll i'll definitely want to revisit a couple years down the road now that all four seasons are out but for me for this tail end last seven episodes for being a little slower paced at times but i think they were doing a gripping story and keeping the keeping the momentum going to land that ending. I'm going to stick at a nine out of 10 because Ozark just nailed it for me. You know, it was such a, a good, a good time. Yeah. I'm going to go with nine out of 10 too. Didn't overstay. It's welcome. It's tough when shows go when you could go for seasons and seasons, but directing the style, the cinematography, the, the, like you said, the color palette, the darker tones and this, you know, really rounding out an amazing season with some great characters. Yeah. And um, hope you guys all enjoyed it. Tell us your thoughts, and uh, you can check out all four seasons of Ozark, now streaming on Netflix. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast, or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, the Potential Podcast at Yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.